chapter number one, book of Proverbs chapter number one. Uh, this morning we, we talked a little bit about what it takes to, to go through a, a religious reform, a spiritual change in our life immediately following salvation. In order to do that, we have to seek God's will. And uh, I, had, uh, I had forgotten to grab me a Sunday school book last Sunday whenever we left. So I didn't have a Sunday school book to read up on the lessons when I was reading and studying. Uh, the Sunday school book kind of run over me. So if, you, if you're in Sunday school this morning, uh, you're going to get a little bit of the, uh, the same topic. And that is seeking the will of God through the wisdom that he bestows. Uh, if, if we don't seek the will of God, how are we to obtain that spiritual wisdom? Book of Proverbs, chapter number 1. We're going to begin in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear an increase in learning. A man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. To understand a proverb and in the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark saying, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. There's a reason that Solomon begins the book of Proverbs, the book of what is known as uh, what is known as tidbits of wisdom, uh, what is known as a, a guide to those who, who live, and a lot of times we'll see them on pictures on the wall and on bulletin boards and on pillows and on bumper stickers and everything else. But Proverbs is, is full of knowledge and wisdom inspired by God. But, but there's a reason he starts out the beginning of it like this. There's a purpose for that. To know wisdom, to receive instruction, to perceive understanding, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. In order to gain the wisdom of God, we have, to, we have to do something. I've said before, and I'll say it again, the promises that are contained within this book are contingent. They do depend on something. There are two responsibilities in salvation. That is Jesus and you. Jesus has done his part. But you still have to do yours. There is two responsibilities in living a life for God and allowing him to lead our life. The first responsibility is for God to give us instruction. Has he done that? Yes, he has. God has given us the way. God has given us the, the God has given us the instruction manual. But golly, are we stubborn when it comes to paying attention to it? The reason that, that Proverbs is here, and, and we read that down in verse number seven. Excuse me, six. To understand the proverb and the interpretation, the word of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. To begin to get started. To, to even scratch the surface, we have to begin with a fear, a respect, a honor, a reverence toward God. In order to, to allow God to lead our life, we have to first understand who God is. God is, God is not a, a person. God is not an entity that, that we can see, that we can feel, that, that controls us. God is not something or someone that, that we are out of touch with. God is not someone or something that we can count on failing. God is not a something or someone that we have to question. God is perfection. 
God is outside of time and his existence is everlasting to everlasting. God is not constrained by the lack of knowledge because he knows all, created all. God is not constrained by the future. He's already been there. God is not hindered by the past. He's already been there. God is not hindered by us. The only hindrance in our life, the only distance between us and God is that what we put there. The only thing that can stand in our, our spiritual, the way of our spiritual growth is what we put there. The only thing that can stunt us is what we do to our own self. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's where it all starts. Understanding who God is, respecting Him for who He is, honoring Him, reverencing for who He is, for what He's done is the beginning. Flip over in chapter 2 now. Proverbs chapter 2. To seek God's will, we must do so in wisdom. I know we've all heard people praying. Uh, before my class dismisses to lunch every day at Ben's Ford, I ask somebody to pray. And you can tell those people who, who are praying to talk to God and those who are praying to go to lunch. There's always a difference. There is. There's always a difference in them, them kids that's trying to get to ask your kids to say the blessing of the meal one day. You'll know if they're hungry or not. They're going to fly through it. You be very careful. Adults do the same thing. We're very liable to fly through a prayer because, because we know what we're saying. I've told you before, I grew up listening to a man pray. And I memorized some of the things he said because they sounded good and I put them in my prayer. And it was a prayer to, to make sure that everybody was listening and heard what I said. It wasn't a prayer to God. I had no idea what I was saying. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. I'm not an English major, but I would like for us to look at the verbiage in this sentence. So that thou incline thine ear to wisdom. I know we've all seen the analogy, especially of salvation. This is salvation. This is the free gift of God. All you have to do is what? Take it. Receive it. That's it. All you have to do. The gift of God is there. All you have to do is receive it. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Savior. And God will give you the gift of salvation. Wisdom is the same way. The wisdom of God is here. All we have to do is decline our ear. Decline our ear. All we have to do is incline our ear. I miss my appetite. All we have to do is listen to God. All we have to do is pay attention. All we have to do is receive it. The song says, There shall be showers of blessing. When I first heard that song, I thought, Oh my goodness, it's going to be rain and money. I hope it's dollars and not quarters. There shall be showers of blessing. Showers of blessing is, is something that, that you can't. Dodge, I tell the kids at school, there's not a, a walkway from my classroom to the main building. But if you dodge the raindrops, you don't get wet. Guarantee. All you got to do is dodge them. That's it. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. You won't get wet. Showers of blessing, you can't dodge. You cannot dodge. You cannot get away from the blessings of God. That is impossible. You can get away from the wisdom of God. You can refuse the wisdom of God. You can refuse God's will in your life. You can't keep him from blessing you. 
God blessed us all to be here today, whether we wanted to be or not. God, Lord willing, to bless us to wake up in the morning. God blessed us to wake up this morning. We can't dodge those blessings. But the wisdom of God is something that we have to seek after. It's something that we have to desire. Incline thine ear unto wisdom. And let's look at another verb. It says apply thine heart to understanding. What does it mean to apply? Anybody ever applied paint to a wall? What do you have to do? You got to put forth a little bit of effort. You have to work. Being wise is not something that you're all of a sudden, boom, wise. It don't work that way. Being smart don't work that way. Being intelligent don't work that way. Having knowledge don't work that way. And so being wise certainly does not work that way. It's not something that you are gifted with. It's something that you are blessed with if you incline your ear, pay attention. And if you apply, apply your heart to understanding. We have to apply ourselves to God. We have to apply our life to God. We have to make sure that We have to make sure that, that we're not running a race in neutral. Whenever you, you I got a little standard truck. I can kill it at the top of the driveway at my parents' house. And it'll roll and it'll coast all the way down the hill. And I can park it under the shop without ever having to crank it again. That's like an eighth of a mile that I get on no gas. Best, most fuel efficient truck I got. But there's no work being done in that engine. If I turn it off and I don't give it gas. There's no work at all. Sometimes we live our life in neutral. Coasting. Just assuming that, well, another trip around the sun and we're getting smarter. We're getting wiser. Well, well, uh, the, the Bible says desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. So from the point of salvation to where I'm at now, I must have grown. So maybe tomorrow I'll grow some more by coming to church. You know, coming to church does not make you grow spiritually. You know, reading your Bible does not make you grow spiritually. You know, praying to God does not make you grow spiritually. We have to desire it. We have to apply it. And we have to work for it. We have to work it. There's no other way around it. Verse 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her, it's hid treasures. <coughs> then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I'm not going to ask you to do it. We, we went over a, in high school whenever we was trying to learn verbs and nouns, we'd take a highlighter and we'd highlight the verbs in green and we'd highlight the nouns in orange. Try to figure out what was in that sentence. We'd take and we'd divide that sentence up and we'd do adverbs and adjectives and I don't know what those are anymore. But I know the verbs in these sentences mean that they require action. That they require work. Verse 3, Thou Christ after knowledge, thou liftest, liftest up thy voice for understanding. What happens when a baby screams? What happens when they scream louder? <laughs> Today, Bailey didn't. We went up to see my grandparents. She don't see them that often. She didn't know them. She didn't want to be put down at all. I'd set her down and she'd go to screaming. I'd take a step back and she'd scream louder 
I'd take another step back and she would scream louder. What does that mean? They want it more. Whenever we begin to scream, whenever we begin to holler, whenever we begin to cry out for knowledge, that means we desire it. That means we want it. I'll tell you right now, I want to be able to dunk the basketball, brother. I want it so bad I can feel it. I can taste it. I ain't about to lift weights. I ain't about to start running. I'm not going to start jumping. If I do a squat, it's to bend over and pick up a biscuit I dropped on the ground. And I pick up. That's about all the lifting I'm doing. If it's a push-up, it's pushing that popsicle all the way up to the top of the rack. That's it. But I desire to dunk the basketball. But if I don't work for it, what good does that desire do me? None. If I desire it with all my heart, I don't work for it. What does that tell you? I'm either a dummy or I don't really desire it. If we lift up our voice, if we cry out for wisdom, for knowledge, if we seek it, it takes action. It takes more than, than just, just saying, God, I want to be wise. Look at James this morning in the Sunday school lesson. It says, ask. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask. How does God, how, how does God dish out wisdom? How does he do it? Does he go around with a teaspoon and say, here's you a little bit? No. The Bible says he gives it to all men liberally. More than you need. Above and beyond what you desire. But you have to seek it of God. I can't just make up my mind to be wise. Verse 4, Seek as her silver, search for her as hid treasures. Then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6, For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. I encourage you in your free time. I know we all have free time to spare. Finish reading down through Proverbs chapter 2. The entire book talks about wisdom. It gets down to the second half of the chapter and it talks about the, those who don't seek after wisdom. Those who are wicked. Those who are crooked. Verse number 21. For the upright shall dwell in the land. What are those that are upright? How do we live upright? How do we become upright? How do we show God that we desire that? That is to be wise. To live upright is to live through wisdom. To live by the wisdom that God gives us. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked, those who refuse, those who reject, those who run away from God, those who say, I want to be wise, but they never put forth the effort. The wicked shall be cut down from the earth. And the transgressors shall be rooted out. Flip over to the book of John, the gospel of John, chapter number 5. Gospel of John, chapter number 5, verse number 30. You know, Jesus even sought wisdom. Jesus being the Son of God, Jesus being the Word made flesh, Jesus being the God-man, Jesus sought wisdom. Jesus sought help from his Father. 
He told him in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, if there be any way that this cup pass from me. He was praying to his father for mercy. He was praying for his, to his father for guidance, for wisdom, for strength. And in John, in chapter number 5, verse 30, Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing. Now bear in mind that, that Jesus is, is God made flesh. He said, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. I know several of you have asked. And we all missed it the night of the Valentine's dinner. My favorite verses. I must decrease. He must increase. I have to get me out of the way. And Jesus said the same thing. He said, I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father who has sent me. True wisdom begins with seeking the will of the Father. True wisdom in our life, if we're going to ask it of God, it begins with seeking God. Solomon said it begins with the fear of the Lord. It begins, well, let's flip over. Matthew chapter number 6. Book of Matthew chapter number 6. We'll begin in verse 25. So therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat? Is not body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to your statue? Anybody ever wanted to be taller? How do you get taller? How do you make yourself taller? There's a right and wrong answer. Have a kid in school, he's about yay tall. Really, really, really good at baseball. He loves the sport. He's in seventh grade. Loves the sport. The other day I had a kid got thrown out in the varsity game. I had to put him in. Seventh grade. Tie ball game. Extra innings. I had to put him in. I didn't have anybody else. I put him in. He goes to right field. First hit, guess where it goes? Right field. The ball bounces over his head. It hits the ground and bounces over his head. Rolls to the fence. He came back in the dugout. He said, Coach, how do I get taller? I said, pray about it. He said, I'm going to go hang from the ceiling a little while. I said, okay. We can't make ourselves taller. We can't add in, well, I say we can't add an inch. I had a chiropractor give me a little wedge for my shoe. Said my, my one leg was longer than the other, which I think he was pulling my leg. He gave me a little wedge. He said, now look, this is going to make you a half inch taller. We might can make ourselves an inch taller, but a cubit is like that, longer. We can't add a, a foot to our height. We can add 10 pounds to our weight, but we can't add a foot to our height. 
We can't do it. We can't make ourselves more wise. We can study and we can read books to, to we're blue in the face till we can't read anymore. If we don't seek wisdom from God, all we will have is knowledge. And knowledge is facts. Knowledge is only regurgitating information. Wisdom is putting that into practice. Wisdom is a verb. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Verse 28. Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Everything that he could do for himself was less than what God could do for even these flowers. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye, of little faith. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. In our life today, the only thing that can hinder us from being spiritually wise is ourselves. Is seeking everything else before we seek God. The only thing that can keep us from spiritual growth is seeking everything else before we seek God. Putting everything else in front of Him. Now we're procrastinators, but one thing that we should not procrastinate about is our spiritual relationship with God. We love to put things off. But one thing that we cannot put off is God's work for our life. We have to seek His wisdom. We have to seek His guidance. We have to seek His will in our life. We have to seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to us. That is wisdom. That is spiritual growth. Oh, we have a verse for song. Last for verse of invitation.